This is Yinka Dead. Peace, this is Outlaw. Hey, listen to the 80s Baby Podcast. And welcome back to all of our listeners. It's 2019. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, brother. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have noticed, we've kind of been a little ghost the last month. We did release a couple bonus episodes, but we didn't even get around to releasing the second part of our fall quarterly just because we had a lot of stuff going on. We do have that episode. We're going to release that um, I think this week we're going to try to release that. So, But yeah, we should recap a little bit how our years ended. So uh, do you want to start? I believe that you went to South Africa for the first sure, time. Sure, mine's quick and dirty. Uh, <laughs> I went to South Africa for the first time. Uh, just Cape Town. Uh, it was dope. I mean, okay. it was like one of the best travel experiences I've had just in terms of cities. Mm-hmm. Like I talked a lot about how I really love Barcelona. It's one yes. of my favorite cities. I think I could live there. I think I could also live in Cape Town. Okay. Um, I just, you know, my my quick and dirty of why I think it's such an amazing city is that uh, I like cities where you get kind of hybridized experiences because um, I just get bored easily. <laughs> and, um, you know, the fact that you have the mountain, right? And the mountain is, is amazing. Um, is. I mean, if you ever have a chance, folks, definitely go check it out. But, uh, you know, just the views and everything are great. So you got the mountain. You got the city, which is dope because, like, as you know, like the the downtown area is is kind of fairly small, right? Like it's talking it's, about Long Street, um, yeah, or, like yeah. like Long Street, and uh, oh, what's the other street that is more popular now? So Long Street is like the strip of like where all the main bars and mm-hmm. stuff like that are. Then there's like two streets over, and I'm I'm blanking right now. I think I know but, what you're um, talking about. Yeah, but yeah, it's like the hipster street. It's all like cafes and speakeasies mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that. Um, so yeah, it has like kind of a small town feel in a in a metropolitan city, a city that right. has you know a, a lot of diversity, which there was more diversity than I expected, um, but just a small town feel. And then you go down the mountain, and you have you know the Camp Bay area where right. where which is the beach, um, and did, beautiful did, houses did out you go there. To Hal Bay? Um, I did not. I wasn't able to. How Bay is dope. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I recommend anybody who has the opportunity. It's a long ass flight, but <laughs> it is a long flight. <laughs> if you get, did if you, you, did you, you fly direct? Uh, I did not. I, I flew up to, um, Amsterdam and down. So it was 22 oh. hours. It was crazy. You can do, there's several different things you could do. You can fly to New York and then fly straight, which I believe All is right. a 15 hour flight. Okay. You can also fly um from dc to senegal and mm-hmm. then go there mm-hmm. which is uh eight that's hours a, a, eight hours broken up what, so what, eight hours what, of, eight hours of the car Delta, um no it's not south, south african airlines okay we'll go uh, at least it used to okay. so because uh, i used to do this flight quite mm-hmm. often um mm-hmm. and you could get it for just like around a thousand bucks sometimes mm-hmm. even less uh it's an eight hour flight to the car and then an eight hour flight to johannesburg i think D- delta also has um Direct to either Dakar or Lagos, and then down to uh, to South Africa as well. Okay. Yeah. Did you manage to make it out to the township? Yeah, yeah. So which, I did. Which one did you um, go to? Because because I've been to Guguletu. We when went I to saw, Langa. Where, where'd you go to? Langa. Okay. Okay. Uh, township, and and that was one of the. I guess it was important because it was one of the first, um, you know, townships. Mm-hmm. Um. So we got the whole history on it. It was dope. Our tour guide was from Langa, so he was able okay. to like. You know, talk about he took us to like the community center where the kids play and stuff. And he talked about how they were displaced from their land. What ethnic group was showed it? us? Um, he was Osa. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that was funny too, because he was making first. First, he like he he told everybody what his full name was, mm-hmm. and then of course, like I mean, a lot of a lot of letters and, and yeah. pronunciations we're not used to. And then he was kind of like saying things in 
Chaklosa and then trying to get people to like say it back to right. him. And I mean, it was it was just hilarious. So Chaklosa, uh, for those who don't know, is one of the that's actually Nelson Mandela's tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, Madiba was 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 his ethnic name, I suppose. Right. And I'm, I want I forget. Who I'm not sure if um, Mary Makeba is Tlaza as well. Oh yeah, I think so. I don't. I, I don't Makeba. believe she's Zulu, okay. but um, that's the language that they use in Black Panther for the Wakanda. That's oh, the language okay. that they speak there. Yeah, yeah. I also. Um, so the guy was he was actually half Zulu, but he but okay. his I think his father was was Tlaza, so he was like talking. You know, t- right. that was that was his main thing, and um, he uh, also kind of talked about how at one point in the tour. He was saying that not everybody in South Africa is, you know, team Nelson Mandela. Oh, of course not. And and that was my first time hearing that because I mean I guess I, I don't know a whole ton about South, yeah. South Africa. Being a West African, you know, I know enough about where where I'm from in Africa, but I don't know a, a whole ton there. This this was my first time traveling to Africa outside of Egypt um, and West Africa. But uh, yeah, he was telling us about you know kind of the feeling of some of the locals and stuff like that about. Nelson Mandela and it was very interesting to me. Yeah, it is interesting. He can be somewhat of a polarizing figure. I believe yeah, yeah, yeah. that most of the people tend to like him. Mm. There are also people in the, I guess, the black intelligentsia circles who like to think that, well, you know, he kind of sold us out a little bit. Exactly. Then there are folks who are probably just downright opposed to him. It is yeah. a kind of a complicated history. Mm. I will say that if you are an African American and you care about these sorts of things, you care about race issues, you care about your history in Africa, you care about your history in this country, the United States. I believe that one of the, the best places you could go to actually learn about yourself is South Africa because so much of what they do there, their mentality of the world, is going to seem so backwards to us right, here right. in the States. Yeah. So for example, in the United States, I'm considered a black man, even though I'm light-skinned as shit, mm-hmm. right? But because my father's black, I'm considered black, right? It's the right. same. It's the same argument they use for making Markel, mm-hmm. which, if you go to South Africa, that's not necessarily right. the case, and it's not even. It's you know, people are familiar with the term colored, but even right. the word colored, it's so right. nuanced. Yeah, you know, there are people who've been colored for generations, yeah, and then there are also people who are colored just in the sense that, oh. Mm. My mother is black. My mother's Thwana, but my father is Indian. So yeah. you're colored, yep. or you're someone like Trevor Noah, uh, Trevor Noah right. who also gets a lot of flack. And Trevor Noah is an interesting mm. person as well. When he came to the United States and he did his, I think it was his first comedy special was African American. Mm-hmm. I really, really identified with that because I understood exactly where he was coming from on a lot mm. of the things. But Trevor Noah is someone who. I want to say a lot. A lot of African Americans kind of give some flack because he. I think they look at him as someone who's black but doesn't necessarily understand black American. I think it's fair. Right? I mean, he's not black American. Exactly. <laughs> but I, he's gotten some criticism for not necessarily yeah. understanding these things. And it's, yeah. it's so funny because the same people who criticize him uh-huh. know, not only do they know very little about Africa, but they know fuck all about South Africa. Yo, right? I recommend for anybody, not to cut you off, but I recommend no, for anybody who has the opportunity. Um, Trevor Noah has a book called Born a Crime. Um, I actually got the audiobook, which is dope because it's him narrating it. And uh, there's a lot of different languages um, yeah. and they're languages that if I were to try to read them in a book, I know yeah. I would butcher them. So it was just dope having him say the words. Um, but uh, amazing and really gives you the, the, the understanding of what you're talking about, where you mm-hmm. have black, white and colored. He technically was colored. Even when you go there now, you you kind of learn about so... 
you know, the government separated people who were black, white, right. and colored yes. into into different places. They weren't allowed to mix with each other, etc. And um, even now, you look at, like you said, our our race here is is a lot more binary. Mm-hmm. So we have issues with, like, for example, the the Trump housing discrimination thing, right. where they were trying to not give you know housing contracts and and lease to to black folks and stuff like that. Right. Well, there they still have in real estate issues of oh well you know we won't we will loan to white people but we won't loan to colored people or black people well mm-hmm. we'll loan to colored people but we won't loan to black people so they have like another level of nuance to their issues of race yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy. it's mind blowing when you see it you're just like seriously and i've heard black people there who We'll say they, they're not in the educated circle, right. right? So they may have their education, but they're not in the educated circle of a type of person that I'm, I'm likely to hang out with when I'm there. And they told me that, yeah, there's no racism in South Africa. Yeah. And it's like, what? I heard the same like, thing. Literally, uh, did you not just hear how that man spoke to you and what he had to say? Like, Young people told you... me that. Um, old people told me that. that. There was one dude who said something about, um, he asked me a question about like Donald Trump or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and he was like, yeah, he was like, it's crazy what's going on in the States. He was like, yeah, you know, it must be really refreshing to be here in Africa. Like, we don't have, like, racism and stuff. Like, <laughs> like, are, are you, are you kidding I'm just, me? I'm looking around like, are you serious? Yeah. But I will say, though, I was pleasantly surprised because my expectation was that, like, it was going to be so culturally segregated just based on feedback that I had gotten from other folks that have been. Um, and And I was proud to see that there was, like, what I'll call like your your hipstery kind of you know circles of like sure. young black folks yeah. who were traversing the social scene you know in a way that and and I mean those people might not have been native South Africans I don't know because I didn't interact with a lot of them yeah but um I didn't expect I expected to see like all the nice pl- places only white people were patrons only black oh, people yeah, were no working problem. there you know and it was good to see like you know folks that were upperly mobile you know kind of moving around and doing whatever they wanted in this yeah city. i really do i can't recommend going to south africa enough especially if you're just interested in how people interact with one another especially like among racial lines like you can there's definitely an experience that you need to get in the united states but yeah. then like that experience is just so different in south africa and it's interesting because you were in cape town so you didn't right. go to durban you yeah. didn't go to johannesburg so you went in Houghton province but cape town was also a little bit interesting because it's a very touristy city, right? Mm-hmm. They're very used to having people come there from all over the world. Like right. they understand that. So the xenophobia that you might experience elsewhere in the country, and mm-hmm. it is a xenophobic country, mm-hmm. um, it's supposedly not as prevalent in Cape Town. Yeah. So for example, like I have some friends who are Zimbo mm-hmm. and they have had difficult times being in that country. Mm-hmm. Some Nigerians have had it rough there. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, I don't want to say it, for justifiable reasons but for mm-hmm. somewhat like understandable reasons like i i kind of understand why there is flack i'm not saying that it's right or, or or that it's wrong right it's probably more wrong but like mm-hmm. it doesn't just come from nowhere and yeah. even the places where do even the people who probably do have these kind of xenophobic ideas are generally being ignorant about it like mm-hmm. There's so much going on there mm-hmm. that, like, I, I I get where it's coming from. But Cape Town is mm-hmm. one of the more chill and relaxed, yeah. s- relaxed I, places. I, I had a so. funny experience actually, and I'm I'm really just remembering this experience in my mind as we're talking. But uh, so I'm I'm in Amsterdam in the airport, and it's it's a, you know a layover, a few hours, like three hours or something like that. And I'm sitting at the gate 
flipping through this magazine that's about Cape Town. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to see like where the best restaurants are, right, et cetera, okay. kind of in my mind planning out where I'm going. This lady, ha- this white lady happened to be sitting next to me um, and she was Dutch or she, you oh. know, she, she had like a Dutch accent. <sighs> and so she looks over and she goes, first time going to Africa, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> right. And then she's like, she, as somebody who grew up in Cape Town, yeah. considered herself an African. Yeah. And she was going to tell me about like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is how things are in Africa. So yeah. she starts, she starts There's telling a me lot like, of yeah, that, by what, the way. what parts are you going to go to? Yeah, you know, in Africa, this, in Africa, that. And, you know, I mean, it was a polite conversation. Sure. I appreciated her trying to, you know, help help me figure out where I was going to go. She said she even went to college there. Um, but it was just funny having like a white person no. be like, yeah, like I'm African and I'm going to tell you, you know, about Africa. The, the whole idea of ownership there, <laughs> yeah. uh, ownership of anything, ownership of the land, ownership of the identity is like, is a really, really serious thing. Like, yeah. you know, the whole Afrikaans experience or what she's referring, what you're referring to with this lady you right. know, being Dutch. There are folks who are, are Indian who've been there for generations, yeah. not just one or two, like, you know, hundreds of years who consider themselves African, but then where does their, their identity lie? And then yeah. also you had the people who are like considered original South African who aren't Bantu, right? So Bantu is, of course, is like a loose general term. People have mixed feelings about the term, but generally speaking, I think it would be referred to people like Shona, Dembele, Twana, Osa, Sutu, Zulu, a couple other different tribes, right? But then you have like the Koyasin, who are supposedly, from what I understand, like the original Bush people of the Southern, or I guess you could call it like Western Cape, South Africa and like there's (laughs) it's interesting like on one hand you have the I guess the the European invasion but then you also have like the Bantu invasion right Mm -hmm. and of course there's some people who might listen to this and say like I'm I'm, I'm talking out of my ass I don't know what I'm talking about and that's Mm -hmm. probably fair but I have definitely heard rumblings from folks who feel like the original ownership of that area like belongs to the Koyasin like Mm. and 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 some people even said that they're not black which is which is interesting right because if you and I look at them yeah they look black Hmm. but then when I've had conversations with people who were Zulu they're Mm. like no they're not black they're Koyasin they're they're something else and it's like so then what the fuck is black right and that's (laughs) that's where it goes back to like it all sounds backwards to me but it's but then when you think about how we look at it, like it's uh-huh. backwards as hell too. Yeah. Because black people didn't even become black until <laughs> the United States classified them as black for right. their own economic purposes, right? Right, right? So it's 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 just really, really, really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I think you can learn a lot. Yeah. If you just look at the, if you just try to look at it objectively. And I'll say, yeah. I'll say it's also a fairly accessible country, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm doing air quotes, but like in that. You know, I mean, and, and I, I just went to Cape Town, so I, I don't have the the experience of the Joburgs or some That's of the other big cities. But um, you know, in that like like you said, they're used to tourists. People were fairly friendly. Mm-hmm. People were were you know happy to kind of share their experiences and you know talk to you about pretty much anything there. And I, I think yeah. that was that was also like positive, um, yeah. a positive experience that I had there. Um, the guy who drove the Uber that I took from, we because we, we Ubered from the airport to uh, the hotel. Um, he uh, was, you know, is, uh, telling us about kind of his story of how he got there. And he's from Eastern Cape. And, you know, he said, well, basically, he comes out to Western Cape to work. Um, and he his, his wife and his kid are there as well. Um, but, you know, he drives Uber to, you know, kind of supplement his income. And then he also, like, works in the city. Right. And he was saying, you know, 
he was like, yeah, how long was your flight? You know, we were complaining like, oh, man, you know, it was like 15 hours from, you know, Amsterdam or whatever, you know, I don't know. And he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, you know, I, I took a bus from Eastern Cape to here <laughs> that's 15, a little, 15 hours. That's a long drive, yo. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm over here complaining about my reclining seat, you know, like on KLM. And then this cat, like, you know, I had to take a bus all the way across. And what but, kind of bus was it? Was it one uh, of those yeah. buses where, like, it fits eight people, but they've got 20 people I, in there? I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, like I said, eye-opening experience. I recommend it to, to any and yeah. everybody. I, I always say that, like, you know, being a Nigerian, being a native Nigerian, somebody with somebody who wants to go and check out Africa, if you don't know anybody in Nigeria, I wouldn't recommend Nigeria be your first experience. Of <laughs> we'll Africa, get to that. Right. But uh, and yeah, I was definitely going to going to have some some takes on that. Being that he just got back. But uh, but, you know, like, I feel like you could just hop on a plane and go to South Africa yeah. and have a have have a blast and yeah. learn things. And, and I really recommend it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Go ahead. Man. Yeah. You can, you know, my first time going to South Africa was for the 2010 World Cup, which is obviously for the World Cup. So that's going to be yeah. a little bit of um, it's going to have um, more tourism. More, yeah. 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 It's going to, you know, it's going to have that kind of perspective, that kind of you know, international touristy perspective yeah. on South Africa, right? But I've been back four other times right. since then. So I've definitely gotten a you know, a real experience. I've I partied in the township. I thought you were gonna move out there at one point. I was thinking about it. <laughs> you were I was out there a lot. Yeah. For a I, I was I definitely got the township experience. I've got the like holy fucking shit, where am I experience yeah. as well. Yeah. And then I've gotten the more metropolitan, more like we talked about westernized transient city kind of vibe as well mm -hmm. um, but when I went there the first time I went with my my Nigerian friends mm -hmm. and they were telling me this isn't real Africa which is, <laughs> which is interesting because the one who said that she was asleep while we were actually going through real Africa right. during South Africa part right but I did go to Nigeria for the first time and yeah tell us about that so <laughs> So actually, the, the, the person who was telling me that South Africa wasn't real Africa is the person who invited me to Nigeria for, for our wedding, right? Okay. So it was her sister's wedding. And my friends have been trying to get me to go to Nigeria for 12 years, since 2006. Wow. My friends, my Nigerian friends, and I have quite a few, mm -hmm. have been really trying to urge me to go. And it wasn't until the last maybe... Four or five years where it started to kind of, I, I kind of started to warm up to the idea because the way these conversations would work <laughs> is I would be with my Nigerian friends and they would just be having a conversation. All of a sudden they start talking about Legos. They start talking uh -huh. about home Giddy. and they spend the next 10, 15 minutes trashing Legos, right. trashing Nigeria and laughing about it. Right. right. And then be like, yo, outlaw, when you come visit, when are you going to come visit? And it's like, wait, what? Did you not just hear but, all the shit that you were just talking? Why would you, I want to come? Wouldn't visit? you do the same as an American? You talk about New York and you're like, the subway sucks and you know, and this sucks and that sucks. And then you're like, but it's America. Like, when are you going to come visit? I have not. I think that's a f that's fair, but that's not me. Like, All I right, wouldn't right. necessarily do that. Right. right. And so, love you know, finally. Love, love Nigerians, by the way. That's hilarious. <laughs> so finally, my Nigerian friends, like, these conversations that I've overheard have not sounded as bad in recent years. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. Like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to go, you know. Uh -huh. uh, because, you know, when, when, my, when my one friend got married, I... I didn't get to go to her wedding. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, so I got to go this time around. Mm -hmm. And 
I gotta say, like, it took me twelve years. It took twelve years to convince me to get me to go. It might take me another twelve. Might take another what? twelve years to convince me. To, it was that to bad. Get me to go back. So Come it wasn't on, bad. Man. Do it that. wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, right? So first of all, in fairness, <laughs> it's important to know that the group that I was with, uh-huh. I they weren't like my. They weren't a big group of my closest Close friends, friends right. right? They weren't my boys. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was there with, you know, uh, a, a, a family friend, mm-hmm. but they weren't like, they weren't my boys though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't necessarily get some of the clubbing experience that I think that might be attractive. But like, wasn't like Lala and all them out there? I know they was trying to be Yeah, out. but okay. That was also part of the, the, the bride's group. Like, so uh, I was kind of, I was more hanging out with the family, uh, right? Okay. And so... I definitely had a good time. I definitely enjoyed myself. But the biggest thing is, is like that city is so inefficient and that I have to debate in my mind whether or not the good experience that I had, and I did have a lot of good experiences, are worth going back. I felt, felt. Right? And, and so my big thing is this, right? That's what people are complaining about. <laughs> so my big thing is this, is that I have a, you know, obviously I have a lot of Nigerian friends and I talk shit about Nigerians and Nigeria, right? Which to the outsider looking at me is probably like, why would you do that? You don't know anything about it. It's like, but look, I'm really, when I, when I talk this shit, like I'm talking shit back to all of the shit that I've heard <laughs> talk to me, right? So look, Y'all Nigers, like, y'all have, I don't want to say big egos, but you're very proud, right? right? And you guys, you guys talk tough, talk big about where you're from. So, like, I, you know, throughout the years, I've heard just, like, a lot of people, like, talking, talking like, big shit about Lagos and just how dope it is and all this other stuff. So, it's like, all right, cool. Like, but weren't you in, like, a different state? Like, you were in, like, Emo State or something, but right? But I still spent a lot of time in Lagos. So, let okay. me get to that. Okay. So, so... The wedding itself was in Anambra, Anambra mm, State, mm-hmm. in Nemo, and I had a great time. Right. right now, when I stayed in Nemo, I stayed in the compound of of the family. So, yeah. you know, the family they have a compound and they had several different houses there, and it's all like close knit family. Yeah. And so, like that experience to me, like was great. I loved it. Okay. It, it was. It so was, you're it just was talking cool. about Lego. So my my the the negative experience that I did have, they were definitely more you know um, centralized in Legos. And I think the biggest thing that, that really got to me was the idea that, like, you know, I've heard so much about how, you know, there's a real entrepreneurial spirit in Lagos mm-hmm. that, you know, it's a really, I guess, forward moving city in terms of business and all these other things. And it's just like, and I go there and I experience it and the inefficient infrastructure of the city, like it's so bad mm-hmm. that I feel like anyone who lives there and is actually trying to start a business I've been saying this to my friends, you might as well take half of your seed costs and just throw it out the window because that's how much money you're wasting on like, you know, traffic or just whatever else, right? Like it's really, really bad. And I, I can't emphasize that enough. It's yeah. really bad. I challenge I challenge you by <clears throat> in, in saying that while I think that there's definitely a, a cost there, do you think though that having such a, a market that um has so much fluid capital um and so many people that are willing to invest uh might offset i guess some of the the drawbacks of as you're saying the traffic is horrible i i i remember going you know for the first time as a young adult going back to nigeria and just you know people don't even give times for meetings they just say like 
oh yeah we'll meet you around around this time because <laughs> i mean when you're sitting in lagos and you're in traffic there's just no no telling you could get there yeah. in 10 minutes you could get there in two hours yeah. like it, you, there's there's really no telling between that and uh you know the issues with with power <laughs> yeah. um those two things i think are, i i would agree with you but i think that there's also other things that are benefits in that market that you probably can't get in in most other business markets maybe i, I think that's fair <laughs> i can't counter that because i was really only on legos for maybe like four days yeah you know what i mean so it's, it's difficult for me to give the, the full assessment like that mm. but it was just so mm -hmm. i think the thing that just got me was i it was just so surprising yeah that a city that people had been um praising mm -hmm. that my friends have been praising for the past four or five years is like yeah. wait how can you guys deal with this like it mm -hmm. was so bad that when we went back to the airport it took us about three hours to drive back mm -hmm. and this really really thick humidity with all of this traffic congestion and all this smog filling my lungs i couldn't speak the next day when i got to my next location and in fact it took about i would say a week and a half for my voice to really recover yeah. that's how bad it was it sounds like you didn't have the real city experience i'm gonna be honest and that might be fair yeah that like, might that might because be when i talked to like it's like my cousins are over there they're for the first time since they were children they're yeah. back in nigeria and i mean their their snapchats and instagrams <laughs> are just active like i mean it's just notification after notification they're at this they're at that they're at that like lagos is a very happening city um, so if you don't have, if you didn't have that experience, yeah. I don't think you had the full breadth and I, and I, to be I able totally to. I totally acknowledge yeah. that is fair. The next time I go back, I'm definitely going to go back with my boys, yeah. with my fellas. There's going to be somewhat of a plan in place mm -hmm. and the transportation issue is going to be sorted. I had yeah. a really tough time with Uber and Taxify. Yeah. Really bad experiences. Oh, man, like I, I tried several times yeah, and they just didn't they, work. That was popular. Like I had a taxify. I had someone. I had to have someone else order the taxify for me uh -huh. because mine just wasn't working. Yeah. And then not only that, um, I had. It, it took like forty-five mm -hmm. minutes to link up with this person because yeah. his profile and his car yeah. and the license plate were all out of date. And we're like, well, wait a minute. That's that's a Honda Civic. Is that your car? Because you're <laughs> supposed to be driving a, a, a Chevy. Or a Toyota Camry, like yeah, what the fuck? I, I think I, I recommend you go with your boys. And the reason <laughs> I say that is, and and this is for anybody who wants to go to Nigeria. I always tell people go with somebody who who knows the roads. Yeah. Um, as you said, as you mentioned, I would say like people from Lagos or people from Nigeria in general, we're like the the New York of of Africa, and <laughs> that you know how New Yorkers are just annoying. Like they're like, yo, back in New York, everything's way better. Yeah. Back in New York, like and Nigerians. Then you get there. <laughs> Nigerians are that. So I agree with you. But the benefit to that when you go with Nigerians is they want to make sure they show you a great time. Yeah. It's no, very important look, to them, right? Look, look. Um, I, my hosts were very hospitable. Right. And they, you know, they made me feel very welcoming. Yeah. I had a good time there. Yeah. That's not my issue. And I'm not, like, I'm not even saying but I didn't have a good is, time in Legos. What I had I'm a good time is, in Legos. It sounds like your Legos experience you were not with people who I, I say, quote unquote, know the roads. You weren't with people mm. that were taking you around to all the things that were happening. That's fair. You, That's you know, true. Because, I mean, you can cut a lot of that stuff out just from that, um, as well as the experience. The, 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 one of the things that really kind of bothers me about Nigeria in general, but particularly Lagos, is like you can have night and day experiences just yeah. based on who you traverse the city with. Yeah. And um, it's like, you know, you, you'll see a, a, a house that has like, 
seven generators attached to it and (laughs) and 12 bedrooms and a hut next to it you know so it's just like like people are having very different experiences in a very close proximity to each other and so that's what i'm saying like i just i think like i i i challenge you to go back Get get get! It wasn't wasn't Oye gonna move back? Somebody said they were moving so back. So Oye right? was there. Oye yeah, lived yeah, there yeah. for almost a year. He's back here now. He's up in New York. Somebody who who knows the roads to, to yeah, show you. Yeah, Nigeria yeah. frustrated him too, though. <laughs> I mean, it, it it can be frustrating, yeah. you know. But I mean, I I feel like everywhere can be frustrating to yeah. some degree. Yeah, no, no, this um, is true. And I feel like there are certain things that, like for example. LA has very very bad traffic, right? Yeah, it's not um, it's not on Lagos. Yeah, <laughs> oh no no, it's, it's it's totally different. But what I'm saying is, people still live in LA for yeah. a reason, right? Because yeah. there's other things that that are the yeah. benefits that to being there. And I think Lagos is very similar, right? Like there is, I don't think that there is a place that you can go and do business and get get from point A to point B to point C faster from and from in terms of economies than building a business than than legos maybe i yeah. i don't know how it works with with that gridlock that you have there plus like i mean man, the, the, yo, the smog though that can't be healthy dude la got smog is it as bad as it is in L- in in legos some places i don't know man that was that was that was that was yeah. that was tough but look look yeah. but i mean i'm you not know, i'm not trying right to right. knock it uh this is anyway more... all the nigerians please get in the comments let <laughs> let outlaw know how you feel about our please our home do country. please do uh, what, what this is comes from <laughs> this more comes from a like understand this comes from a place he also of hates my new response. yorkers so it makes on, sense that's not true this <laughs> comes from a place of me responding to 12 years worth of people begging me to come yeah. like that's where this comes from yeah. you know what i'm saying so and it's kind of like it's like all right you guys finally got me here and mm. i had some good experiences i definitely did have some good experiences um and then i had some experiences that were like yo i'm not sure if i could deal with this i'm sad i'm yeah. sad to hear that but you know i mean i'm glad you went you know yeah. what i'm saying I, I think i would i i i would like to hear when you go with your boys what your experience is but uh it's dope that you got to go to anambra and i yo, mean i think uh, yeah, anambra and, nemo definitely mad and, and weddings are always a great reason yeah, to good, go to nigeria was, was really good we have beautiful weddings in nigeria so so and, and, I, and I, I got i got the threads and everything i got suited yeah. and booted i thought i was looking all right you, you know? went to the tailor and they they chopped you well, up well no i went to the tailor here but when i got oh, there man. and i was i was sporting them my, my threads they were like hey like where'd you get where'd this you get like that? ah they even gave me an Ebo name it was great <laughs> yes, what's up? so yeah, yeah. so uh, that will kind of recap our um our december experiences like that's why we were kind of away from the the podcast a little bit right. so like i said so we've got a you know the second part of our fall quarterly uh we're gonna release this week uh, we just yeah. didn't have enough time to edit it so we got back to we got to that when we got back but we also have some updates for the podcast yeah, yeah. so yinka i will <laughs> let you do the honors here all right so uh i have taken a position that uh has me moving to chicago so kind of like a homecoming, like Chicago. <laughs> a homecoming type of situation have not lived there since i was 11 years old okay. uh, I, I moved to cali right before my 12th birthday so uh you know kind of a big deal i'm, I'm excited about it but uh for the podcast we we're gonna have to try to figure out you know if we're able to do it remotely yeah we talked about this a little bit off mic you know um we want to bring you guys quality we want to mm-hmm. give you guys a good show and so i mean we're gonna try it if it works, it works. If not, we may have to release content more sporadically. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we will keep y'all updated with, with with how that goes. So, 
yeah so that that should that should pretty much do it uh yeah stay tuned the next episode we'll release will should be our, our little quarterly and then we're gonna do our yearly awards which we're actually gonna record right now so yeah yeah, yeah. all right peace, peace.